Welcome to the official African Auntie podcast. The term investment is one of those words that people usually use very loosely to define anything of value that they've purchased. And my main issue with a loose definition of the word investment is that it can result in us making all the wrong decisions. We find ourselves buying all these different stocks and products and assets just because somebody from the internet told us to buy it. And in some cases, we can even end up putting all our life savings or even borrowing money just to purchase these so-called investments when in reality they're not even investments but they're just hype. Benjamin Graham defines the word investment, and I'm paraphrasing here, as one which, upon thorough analysis, promises safety of principle and an adequate return. So this means that investment requires us to conduct thorough analysis. And then from this thorough analysis, we need to say, okay, I've put in X, I'm going to get back an adequate return from buying this product or from doing this project. And then he goes on to further say that any form of operation that does not fit this criteria is not an investment. So by definition, I would argue that your car, your house and also your university degree is not an investment. I know for some people, probably I just hit a nerve because people usually say like, yeah, I'm going to uni, I'm investing in my future, etc, etc. So don't get me wrong, like uni has so many benefits. But then if we're looking at the monetary side of the word investment, if you have not done any thorough analysis when you're choosing a university degree, it's not an investment, it's something else. It's just, I guess, you spending money. Because in order for that education to become an investment, you need to do some analysis. You need to look at saying, okay, this degree that I'm getting, what sort of jobs and opportunities will it open up for me? And what sort of like um, salary would I get from these jobs? And then that's a decision that you use to decide whether or not you are going to engage in a particular degree. Because there's other ways of achieving the kind of lifestyle that you want. And university is actually an opportunity cost. What I mean by this is that when you go to uni you are not doing something else. So you could have started a business instead of going to uni and you'd have been able to make money a lot quicker if your end goal is making money, for example. But let me come back to the topic. Actually, one thing that I should just add before I forget is the fact that your car, your house and also your degree, if it goes through like this criteria of sort of like analyzing what sort of returns you can get from it, it can be classed as an investment. Okay, let me explain. So let's say you buy a car and you decide to say, okay, I'm going to use this car to do some deliveries and I'm going to, um, I don't know, like I'm going to deliver things and this car is going to bring me back X amount of income. Like then in that sense, like your car does become an investment. And in the same way, like if you buy a house and then you decide to like rent it out, and then over time, you've calculated that I'm going to break even at some point and I'm going to be able to pay off my mortgage from renting. Then in that sense, your house then becomes an investment. And also, Graham argues that every stock purchase is not necessarily an investment if it does not satisfy this criteria. So therefore, just because you've bought a stock, it does not mean that you have invested 
it's something else. And what Graham says is that there is a clear distinction between investing and speculating. And this is what I'm going to discuss for the rest of this episode. So Graham highlights that not everyone who engages in the stock market is an investor. Instead, some people are just basically speculators. And the main distinction between an investor and a speculator is that an investor conducts an in-depth analysis of the underlying value of the business, whereas a speculator simply gambles on the future price of the stock and does not conduct any form of analysis. And usually when you are speculating, you're buying a stock just because other people, aka social media, are telling you that you need to buy this, like this investment is going to be big, it's going to go up, etc, etc, etc. So usually speculation is driven by formal and it's usually just a hype if you want to invest in the stock market you have to start looking at like the underlying value of the business so a key takeaway from chapter one of the intelligent investor is that investing is an emphasis on value as opposed to the stock price whereas speculation is an emphasis on the price without actually understanding the underlying business of the company so investing requires you to fully understand the business model of the stocks that you're buying. The main issue with speculation is that it's similar to gambling in the sense that it can be very risky. And a key thing to know in finance is that risk is not necessarily a bad thing. This is because high risk usually results in higher rewards. So therefore, like although speculation is risky, it can actually have huge financial gains And we've seen this, like people have made a lot of money just by speculating on the price of Tesla, by speculating on the price of Amazon, or even like the whole GameStop saga that happened last week. Like I'll post um, some information in the description of some videos that you can watch um, if you want to find out more about like the whole GameStop thing that happened. It wasn't last week, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Anyway, so one thing to know is that if you do choose to become a speculator, please do not put in more money in the market than you can afford to lose. And this is because like risk has two sides to it. So on one hand, if something is high risk, it means high rewards. So it means that you could get huge profits. But the issue is that it's high risk because the downside is also massive. So if you put in a lot of money, you could end up losing like like all your money pretty much because the stock price can go to zero and if you're not careful it can make you go bankrupt and another problem speculation is that because it's usually based on hype it can also result in significant losses not just for individual investors but for the overall economy and history has like so many examples of when speculation resulted in like widespread chaos so an example of this is the dot com bubble that happened in the 1990s but you can pretty much like look to any form of crisis it's usually caused by speculation so the dot com bubble as like a quick history lesson It happened during the 1990s due to, drumroll please, pretend there's a drumroll. So it it happened due to technological advancements and the rise of the internet. So before the 90s, the internet was a luxury and only a few people had access to it. However, after 1993, this started to change because of a company called Mosaic that gave people greater access to the internet for the first time and as more people went online there was a sharp increase in the rise of internet companies examples of this are ebay amazon and so on 
And one of these companies is a company called Netscape, which um, distributed a web browser to the public. Due to Netscape's popularity, it had an IPO in 1995 and its stock price did really well. And since Netscape did so well, other companies also issued IPOs and they saw their companies growing up. So there was like all these dot-com companies, they were like building up, they would go public, people would buy the shares, people would trade the shares and everyone was like, yeah, this is going to be big. And they were like, yeah, the stock prices are going to go to the moon. And like everyone was pretty much buying them. Okay, not everyone, but most people were buying them, which meant that the prices were going up and up. There was high volumes of trading. However, the problem was that like most of these companies were not necessarily profitable and investors didn't really understand like the underlying valuations of this company. So this high investor confidence was pretty much just based on hype. And this was called, this is known as a stock market bubble. A bubble can be defined as a period of like um rapid, unsustained like prices. So like the prices are just like surging up, like the asset prices. For example, like um before this week, like we saw like huge rises in the stock prices like look at 2020 like the prices were like just going up and it was ridiculous as an example if you look at um tesla like if you see how the price of tesla has gone up like it's ridiculous but anyway coming back to it so the event that led to this bubble bursting was when the federal reserve decided to raise interest rates and when japan entered a recession as a result, like a significant number of people lost their jobs, their money and the economy went into a recession. One thing about investing is that we should always look to history as a guide for what we should do in the future. So now many investors are actually anticipating a bubble. That is, they believe that the market is about to crash. And this is because we are seeing high trading volumes like everybody now. OK, pretty much everyone is in the stock market and this is because of commission-free trading platforms such as trading 212 etoro robinhood or free trade and don't get me wrong i like those platforms because they give people opportunities to invest in the market who probably wouldn't have been able to do so otherwise because they would have had to go through a broker and they'd have to pay fees etc etc but these platforms allow for more of the public to invest but the problem is they also allow for greater speculation so according to one of these investors his name is Jeremy Grantham he mentioned that we are in a bubble because we are seeing so much greed in the sense that people are buying so many stocks and they're not actually understanding the underlying values of these companies like people are buying stocks of companies that are not even making any profits. And that just shows you that there's something wrong. Because one thing to understand is that when you're buying a stock, you are buying ownership in a real company. So even though you can look at it as just numbers on your screen, but this relates to a real company. And at the end of the day, when the market does crash, the companies that stand strong are the companies that have good fundamentals. They have, they're making profits. They have good earnings. They have good revenue streams. When investing, it's always good to look for such companies. So what can you learn from today? So in summary, if you do decide to engage in the stock market, 
make sure you do some thorough analysis on the companies that you are buying. Do not always believe the hype. Don't buy companies just based on the fear of missing out, but rather analyze the companies, look at the soundness of the business and see whether or not this is a company that you want to put your money in. One thing that Benjamin Graham said was that when you buy a stock in a company, you should be so confident in that company to the point that you don't even check the stock price. You don't even care what it's doing because you're like, I'm in this for the long haul and I'm good with whatever the price is doing. for listening to the official african auntie podcast and for the podcast notes feel free to check out walimahara.com and if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes feel free to reach out to me on instagram at wali underscore mahara and i hope you have a very productive day